0: This is Sports Best, broadcasting big live direct on the Reposted Podcast Network. He is back. Yes, my partner, the one and only Andrew Keller. And it's a good thing you're back because Uncle Kirk filling in really does his homework. And he put me on blast, like trying to make me actually like remember the sports that I've watched that guy. So thank you for coming back to me, Mr. Keller.
1: Yeah. And uh, a big shout out to Dr. Alyssa Peterson for putting Kirk in his place
0: for <laughs> being the, uh, the bitch that he is. Well, as we so- said on the show last week, uh, uncle Kirk is keeping me accountable to make sure that I keep watching hockey, that it really is a sport. Even amongst all that we got going on, the Stanley cup finals are underway. Mr. Keller, Tampa Bay lightning are trying to repeat as champs. Montreal Canadiens trying to be the first Canadian champ since like the Neolithic era lightning taking game one, slapping around the Canadians five to one Nikita, Kucherov with a goal and two assists in the win. In the process, he becomes just the third player in NHL history to have scored 30 plus points in consecutive postseasons, joining Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux. Here's what I did not know because I'm not really paying attention, to hockey, but Uncle Kirk, made me. Kucherov spent the entire regular season injured. <laughs> he had hip surgery, so he didn't play all year, and then is now playing in the podcast. I mean, playing in the postseason. And they might might very well win another championship just because he took the whole year off. Yeah, I mean, it just shows
1: to, go, shows to go what rest will be able to do for you. And he comes in and does great things. One of the things that I think is most interesting about this NHL playoffs is we have Florida, the most open, unrestricted COVID state, versus Canada, the most restrictive, because I think the Canadians had zero fans in the stands until game six. Of the last round at the end of June, now they're allowing 3,500 fans in their 21,000 person capacity stadium. So I think it's interesting the juxtaposition. That's what I'm following. It's like, is COVID gonna win or is not COVID <laughs> gonna win? We're playing, we're playing open versus restricted. Is this is this
0: a karma thing?
1: Like it's it might tr- COVID be. Yeah, Trudeau gonna Trudeau is gonna lose it for him, and and there is some version. I, They have 3,500 fans, which I don't know if that's a money grab. I feel like it's less helpful for your home court, home ice advantage if you only have 3,500 fans because you're like, did I just hear someone (laughs) versus nothing? I don't know if they're piping in sound, but that's like a different um, dynamic of having no fans. And we're getting less and less of that as people are starting to go back into live sports. But uh, that's the interesting uh, story for me on this whole thing.
0: Just a minor pushback. 3,500 Canadians are really loud. I just want to say like one Canadian, one Canadian's worth like 10 American yells. So just as a minor pushback there.
1: So basically it sounds like 35,000 people are there. <laughs> so they're, they're over capacity. <laughs> Maybe Trudeau should look into that because that might be a problem. <laughs> well, I saw someone that I know in from Los Angeles. He must've been in New York. He had taken a picture of the angels versus Yankees baseball game and had a very cryptic comment about it, but that leads us into this next story. It, as you know, there's a heat wave going through the Pacific Northwest, the East coast, pretty much everywhere, but the cities that we're living in, I think we're both sitting all right with heat, but the angels pitcher, Dylan Bundy had to leave this, leave the game in the second inning because he stepped off the mound and vomited profusely. And it was not a pretty sight. They're basically saying it was from heat exhaustion. He was sweating through his hat. His hat was raining down water. Like it takes a lot to sweat through your entire hat and have the bill of your hat dripping sweat in that amount of time. And in two innings is not that long. I feel like, let's say he had a, he was food poisoned like uh, Michael Jordan in, was at game six when he, his famous flu game.
0: It was. I supp- I suppose nobody really wants to blow, if you're going to blow, you got to blow, but having to blow chunks in front of like 35,000 fans, that's just gotta be a bad feeling. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. (laughs) And especially being in an away game,
1: like you might still get some chuckles and laughs, but it's like you're in a hostile and hostile environment. Uh, Kevin Durant, our boy was there. He had a good laugh about it. Um, So yeah, it's not a good thing to have. Also, like if you're in the right field, like you're not center of attention. But the pitcher, yeah. I mean, the only thing that might be worse is the catcher because you're vomiting where people are going to be standing for the rest of the game. Um, but or maybe the umpire vomiting on the back of the catcher, that might be worse. Anyway, I gotta I feel like something else is going on and they're not gonna tell us.
0: I gotta believe Dylan's buddies are just gonna put him on blast and just blow his social media up with the video of him blowing in the middle of a game. I mean, I would if I was his buddy. Yeah, or maybe the Yankees ground crew can do
1: something where they rope off the section where he vomited, kind of like they did when uh, what's-his-face tripped over first base or they had the guy run into the um, outfield wall. In
0: I didn't see the complete video of this, but like that was what I was wondering. Like, does the grounds crew come out and like scoop it up, or do they just water it into the grass? Like, what do they do with the blow?
1: Yeah, I didn't watch what happened. I watched the video of him sweating off of his hat and him <laughs> throwing up multiple times, but I, I don't know what they did with it. I think he probably just like scoop it up, hose it down, move on. But it was like 95 degrees in New York, and uh all the players in Texas are saying. What's the big deal?
0: This was certainly a sports best story. I mean, I have to agree. We all blow. It's all, it's whatever. Also in this game on Monday night, a good story. 60 years after being denied the opportunity to become a Yankees bat girl because of her gender, 71-year-old Gwen Goldman got her chance. Her daughter wrote the current general manager, Brian Cashman, who told him that she got rejected in 1961 by then general manager Roy Hamey because she was a girl. Yankees made good last night. She got to throw out the first pitch and serve as the honorary bat girl. She wrote a letter in 1961 saying she wanted to be a bat girl to this uh, general manager. And this is what he said in return. Quote, while we agree with you that girls are certainly as capable as boys and no doubt would be an attractive addition on the playing field, I'm sure you can understand that it is a game dominated by men. A young lady such as yourself would feel out of place in our dugout yikes
1: yeah it's a it's a nice story making good later on um good little fluff pr piece for the yankees good on them i mean i think we're at a point where hopefully that doesn't happen anymore but uh back in the day people were were
0: sexist and they said no no this does seem like the uh easy way for the Yankees to get a little good pub. you know the Giants by the way San Francisco Giants they do like ball dudes so it's like 80 year old dudes that are the ball boy like they're like the right field guy who catch the foul balls yeah and so, they sit the whole game yeah they're like ball dudes I love those guys I had a friend his cousin was
1: the bat boy for the Astros what? during uh, their World Series run in the early 2000s that was kind of cool
0: um, so they don't like
1: it's it one bat boy the whole season they don't like rotate bat boys i think they do rotate them because i remember when mcguire was doing his run he had his son be the bat boy and he would pick him up after those home runs mm-hmm. I, I remember uh, i guess they all have kind of de- there's no way that you could have a the same person for your entire <laughs> home home stand also like for uh day games during school you yeah you do we got we to gotta follow up and say, who is getting the bats when the kids should be in school? Because school is more important than fetching a bat,
0: I think. We got to do an in-depth story. Let's get our uh, crack staff on the regulations for bat boys in Major League.
1: Yeah, it, it'll be a little bit uh, different in Canada, but we'll, uh, we'll be able to figure those things out. Have you ever been surfing? You're a Southern California person. I feel like you can surf.
0: Dude, hang know. ten, brah. Do you? Uh, I've been surfing. It's a little different in, in the Northern. I've been California. surfing, but I've never gotten up. It's a little, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, but like once again, now in Northern California, it's like not as easy to surf as it is in Southern California.
1: Yeah. You got to get a wetsuit. Yeah. Dodge sharks. Yeah. There's all sorts of stuff. Well, anyway, famed big wave surfer Greg Double. Nope. So they said it back in the 60s. He passed away at 84. And I went back and watched some of the old videos of him surfing big waves in the 60s. And that stuff was gnarly because the only, like, if you go down and get hurt, they didn't have boats out there. It was like a couple people standing on the shore, being like, oh, go check it out, see what happens. (laughs) Anyway, he was a, a famed surfer, had the Knoll Surfboard Company, and they designed custom foam and wood surfboards but uh big wave surfing has turned into a crazy and crazy thing but looking back to what they were doing in the 60s with basically unengineered equipment and just fearlessness of going out there um i think that's maybe a little bit more impressive of a feat than getting pulled out with a jet ski and having all sorts of safety equipment
0: the story that i read is that this guy greg Dabull was like the first dude to go to Hawaii and, and surf some of these big wave spots. And I'm wondering, like, was he really the first one? And the Hawaiians were like, Hey, crazy guy. We don't do those big ones. Or like, is this like another story of like the Hawaiians aren't getting credit that they used to surf the big waves, but this guy's getting the credit.
1: I'm guessing he's getting the credit and the Hawaiians probably did it. Like he's the one that had someone or someone his can yeah. be like, Hey, write a story about me doing yeah. this. And uh historically our press is is a little bit racist and it's like well the white guy does this so this is the first time it's been done so uh, there's always a dark underbelly but uh condolences to the noel family for losing double
0: (laughs) thank you double 22 year old javon harrison pulled off a rare double at the track and field qualifiers over the weekend winning the high jump and long jump to qualify for the 2021 tokyo games He won the high jump first by clearing the bar at seven feet, seven and three quarter inches, then set a personal best in the long jump with a leap of 27, nine and a half. He's the first American since Jim Corp in 1912 to compete in both the high jump and the long jump at the same time. So there's like parallel events in track and field. So like normally if you're a long jumper, you're maybe a triple jumper. If you run the 2,000, you also run the 4,000. There's some events that kind of work well with each other just because some of the same skill sets. Turns out like high jumping and long jumping are two completely different skill sets. So it's kind of a big deal that Juvent is pulling his off.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, track and field. is definitely like, I guess you have the 100, 200, 400 that's kind of goes with itself. Swimming, clearly, people can, that, that all of those are the same skill set, but this is impressive. He's doing that. I'm curious to watch him throughout this Olympics because he qualified, as you said, at seven feet, seven and three quarter inches. The world record for the high jump is eight feet and one quarter inches so he's pretty far off the world record not saying the world record is going to win it but i don't know if he's a favorite to win and also the long jump he had 27 feet nine and a half inches world record 29 feet four and a quarter inches So he's got a ways to go to be with the big boys i guess i don't know i feel like i don't know who's favored what country is known for long jump algeria Oh, Algeria! Yeah,
0: Algeria's got all the long jumpers.
1: As you know, as you know. <laughs> anyway, are you uh, are you gonna watch this? I know uh, you kind of, or maybe it was Kirk that said he tunes in to the Olympics and catches what he catches, and that's it. But uh, are we gonna are we gonna track
0: this guy? Are you gonna set the TiVo to watch the long jump? I definitely. I feel like this is the NBC hype machine getting this story out there because. I wouldn't know crap about anybody on the Olympic team, but now we know. And so, yeah, I might like pay more attention if the high jumps going now. Yeah. Love the hype machine. The problem with the high jump is there's
1: so much time in between. Yeah. You have to have good color guys. And a lot of times they're not that good. It kind of reminds me of Dan and Dave, the NBC (laughs) hype machine being like, Dan, Dave, Reebok, pump. Did you ever have a Reebok pump? I wanted one of those so bad. I never got one. Was that the Dan and Dave thing was a pump? I think so. Maybe that was wow. a basketball thing, but it was around the same time. Wow. Pump up your shoes and you could let the air out. That was always fun. Did, that was when the hype machine was at its apex. The damn It day. really was. And then he didn't qualify. Damn it. But then they still did good. Yeah, they did. They did good. They did good things. Um, everyone has talked about this. Mm. The Tour de France, Peloton crash is in the headlines of everyone because it was such a horrific looking thing. It caused nine injuries. Uh, there was, I think, 21 injuries on the day, nine coming from this. But the French officials or the, the vice president of the Tour de France has said, we are going back it up. This woman's holding a sign. The, the Peloton runs into her. There's a massive crash. She's missing. And the Tour de France is coming out hard saying, we're going to sue this woman. But the catch is they can't find her. She's (laughs) apparently German. um, But I tried to find the extradition laws. If I was her, I would be wildly embarrassed, ashamed. I would have gone straight home to Germany, never to step foot in France again. I'm not paying the fine.
0: The sign lady's on the lam. So if you've ever watched the Tour de France, which I have, I love this race, and I've been watching it for years. You see those spectators are, like, super close to the roadway. And you're always like, how do those fans not jump into the road? Well, this lady's holding this giant sign and knocks down the peloton. It was gruesome. It was so gruesome that they did this. I, can't, I mean, like, I was pissed at this lady.
1: Uh, well, I mean, her her fatal flaw was the sign was fine, but she was holding it with two yeah. arms, and her one arm was extended. If she had been holding the sign with one arm, the bicyclist would have just flapped through it, and it would have like given way. But her arm hit his handlebar, and that's what took her down. I mean, this is kind of the allure to me of like, oh, it's crazy. People run alongside the cyclists for a while and yeah. they wave the flag. Everyone now, people are saying, why don't they rope this shit off and all that stuff and I mean the just the cost of how long, like imagine trying to rope off that entire course or having like it's just not a feasible thing to do it's part of it crashes are part of it this was unfortunate that it was caused by a fan um, but we watch NASCAR because we like seeing crashes the Tour de France is getting a lot more eyeballs because of this horrific crash so maybe there's something to be said there
0: I hope they find this lady and throw the whole French book at her, put her in some French jail, make her drink bad French wine, throw the book at this lady.
1: Well, we're going to have to take different stances on this because I think <laughs> she should go home, have some bratwurst, have some to Kirchtorte, and just enjoy the rest of her life in Germany.
0: That's black forest cake for uh, the <laughs> non-German speakers out there. <laughs> All right, former United States Women's National Team star Mia Hamm is back for breaking records. Her rookie card sold for $34,000 this weekend. The 1992 card doubled the previous record for most expensive female sports card ever. Alex Morgan's card, it was her rookie card that went for $16,000. Here's the deal. i not to be sexist and save your emails and send them to andrewkeller at andrewkeller.com at gmail.com girls don't care as much about cards my boys are insane about playing cards my daughter is not I can't believe this is like a thing that's I mean whatever I don't know it just doesn't seem like little girls are into sports cards as much as boy cards would you say the figure was 36,000
1: 34,000 34 34. I'm sure you know I was going to do this but I looked up the two <laughs> most expensive mail cards. Uh-oh. One, both of them sold this year. One was a Mickey Mantle 1952 yep. Topps card. Yeah, other was a LeBron James oh. 2003 Upper Deck Exquisite Collection Rookie Patch and it was autographed. Do you want to guess how much those sold for? Like price. 5 million. 5.2 million. Yes. Thank Each. you. Each, not combined. Um so, yeah, I mean, that that does prove your point. I don't even know if I can say good for me a ham. This is like <laughs> good for um, card collectors, yeah. I suppose. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Also, it's, uh, yeah, like you said, the type of people who are buying this are people who grew up fans and now all of a sudden have a lot of money, I think maybe uh women are more practical so super rich females <laughs> yeah. are like yeah eh. yeah i'm not yeah. gonna buy a piece of cardboard yeah. for five million dollars i might yep. invest it in my family or my business or whatever else but what uh, a
0: great way you came up without getting all that hate mail addressed to you women are just smarter girls are smarter they don't need a piece of cardboard to prove it like uh oh i don't think we got it we if we it. have time, women are
1: smarter than men, as we all know. Tompa Brady from the <laughs> Tompa Brady Gronkineers has gone on record saying he uh, 90% of the time does not answer media questions in a truthful manner. He tries to be boring. He doesn't want to give other people bulletin board material, but he did say that he uh, admires Marshawn Lynch's. I think 2015 Super Bowl press conference where he showed up and after every question just said, "I'm just here so I won't get fined." Hey, I'm just here so I won't get fined. He did that for five straight minutes, and uh, Tampa Brady says he is going to do that before he retires. And I love Marshawn Lynch. I think he's great. Um, I told. I think I have told the story of my friend that worked for Cal was uh, in. Australia. Before there, they played a game in Australia. I think it against Hawaii. And Marshawn was there, and the coach was like, "Oh, you guys should take him out." So there was like five or six people, and Marshawn was ordering the most expensive wine. And uh, the bill comes. He's like, "Yeah, you got this." So my buddy, who's like <laughs> working for the university, had to pick it up on the university dime. And Marshawn Lynch, like, is uh, notorious for being very savvy with his money, and I love that about him.
0: I think Tom's a little savvy with his money as well.
1: He's savvy with his wife's money. <laughs> also further proving that women are better than men. I think uh, Giselle out earns him like 10 to one.
0: You're very pro women and girls, Andrew. Thank you. Wait, I, I feel like you're proving your metal right here today. Really this am. is been sports best Andrew Keller. Don't send the hate mail. He really does love the girls and the collecting of the cards and the whole thing. We'll be watching all the Stanley cup finals. Stay tuned for more on that. This has been Sports Best. We'll see you next time. I'm just here so I won't get fired.